So for games itself, um, we've had to uh, essentially draw and ensure that we delivered on 10 key objectives. And I've actually put in bold uh, three or four of them there. And I feel that well, they're all important, of course, but the four in bold are particularly important in terms of delivering a legacy for London. Um, of all the games that have been held in modern times, probably Munich and Barcelona and aspects of Sydney have come closest to delivering legacy, but actually none of them have, have succeeded. So the pressure is on for London to, to, to put its name where its mouth is, if you like, and, and deliver this in, uh, in legacy terms. So the connections, the community, all of which Andrew will pick up on later, are absolutely key here. Um, the park is actually divided into two, North Park and South Park. Um, I remember at the time when we actually uh, tendered and were interviewed, we were a little bit cheeky because the, the tenders actually came out for, bo for both parks and one had to tender for one or both. But the, real, the deal was you'd only win one. And uh, I remember an interview, we can smile about it now, but we, we thought we'd burned our bridges. And the question came across, which park would you like to be working on if selected? And um, we said both because actually it's one site. And there may be different characters, but it's essential that the park works as, as one whole. <clears throat> so North Park, um, uh, you can see there the, the games facilities of velodrome, basketball, hockey, and handball, and of course Athletes Village off, off to the, uh, the right of the, of the slide. Um, Athletes Village is not part of, of our commission, um, rather like stadium in games mode. They were the two sites that have been designed and constructed independently of, of the park as a whole. The rest of the park uh, is done through our, uh, our team and our consortia. Just a word about that. It's a team effort. LDA design may be the team leaders and the lead consultants, but um, anything of this scale uh, undoubtedly has uh, a large number of players uh, around the table. And that includes our, our colleagues, Hargraves Associates, which some of you will, will know from their experience in Sydney, for instance. Um, Sheffield University are involved here. Nigel Dunnett, James Hitchmo, if any of you know them. Um, Up-and-coming garden designer, Sarah Price. Um, plus lighting designers, irrigation specialists, ecology. In fact, it's our own ecology team. But you can see there's a number of, of players in the team. So... Um, North Park is essentially a green park, an ecologically driven park, whereas South Park, which I'll come on to, is much more urban, entertainment complex driven site, harder site altogether. <clears throat> so, as I've said, that's a shot actually December of last year, um, just after hockey had gone down, the, the, the blue and the pink. And that, I think, shows you quite well um, the, the green form taking shape, or more than taking shape, the land form is, is well established and the planting uh, is largely in at this point. Um, and you can see the strength of that landform. Now, one of the things that we were asked to look at when we were appointed was to return to the original master plan that received planning permission and look at ways of actually making the park um, stronger in landscape terms. Um, and one of the key drivers here was the concourse widths. In the original application, the concourses were quite wide um, largely driven by crowd flow um, uh, research data from other games. And we said, well, if this is going to work in legacy, 
the concourses are too wide. They're way too wide. It's, it's tumbleweed territory after the games. So we will look at bringing the concourse width down, which might be a bit of a crush in games, but it's legacy we're looking to. Um, and opening up the rivers. <clears throat> because the concourses were so wide, you effectively had essentially a cliff in which, in which the water areas were canalized. Um, so by bringing the, the landform back, reducing the hard areas, we we're able to open up the park in the north, much more strongly green, open up the rivers. <clears throat> but of course, um, we had all this material to deal with, which we vowed not to remove from site. So it could only go one way, which is up, which is why you get such strong landform uh, emerging through the design process, and very strong. <clears throat> And that's just a couple of sections illustrating what I've just been saying in essence, which is opening up the riverbanks and widening the entire experience. And that move actually also um, takes out of flood risk um, in the order of 5,000 houses which are existing upstream that uh, will no longer flood in, in, in flood conditions as a consequence of the attenuation which the, the park design uh, allows. And there's a shot of just that exercise. The top left shows you the, the, the river before our arrival. And then the bottom right is what you see largely today um, with the addition of some 350,000 uh, marginal wetland plants which are put into both banks of the river. It's all about, again, biodiversity, richness, uh, cleaning up the waters, of course, and establishing habitat for various species of birds largely and indeed fish refuge. So the systems, um, you've heard me briefly describe the landform, um, the water systems, the circulation, the terraces, the lawns and the plantings. Um, they all work in harmony with each other. Um, again there was uh, a desire and in fact a, an absolute promise on our part not to culvert anything, not to put any water underground. We would use all of the natural landform slopes to, to catch the water in um, above ground swales which naturally take the water down back to the rivers um, and that's, that's essentially what the, the landform and the deep sharply incised valleys are doing. Every time you see a central deep valley it's actually a, a swale, surface swale and the, and the flora which is, has been designed to, to sit in there works equally well <coughs> in wet or, or dry or damp conditions. <clears throat> um, biodiversity, um, one of the, again, objectives asked of us was to create something in the order of 45 hectares of biodiverse landscape um, to remain in place or to be in place after the games. We've actually got something just under 40 in, in games and we will, we will head towards 50 or so post-games, um, which is a very high figure. Um, and locally, what we've tried to do is, is provide the conditions to re-establish many of the species, fauna and flora, that once inhabited the Lower Lee Valley, long before the, the industrial age, if you like. Um, in terms of bird species, the black redstart, extremely rare in this part of, of, of southern England, southeast England. Um, um, brocade moth, another endangered species. Kingfishers, not too many down here. 
Um, even things like otters, which do very well in other areas of the UK now, um, we're trying to bring them back into, into the valley. So I'll come on later to what we've actually done to, to attempt to, um, to bring them back into the, into the park. But uh, one of the key areas is wet woodland, which also used to be a common occurrence. Um, and what we've established here is uh, just around a hectare of uh, designed wet woodland, um, I have to say, but um, it's recreating, again, part of the biodiversity enhancement, but it's actually delivering it sort of effectively overnight in one season. Um, we've had to do this. So there's just a couple of shots of the North Park looking back to, to the city, or to Canary Wharf at least, with of course the iconic stadium in the background in South Park. Um, and there's a shot of some of the landform in North Park. As I said, it's steeply incised. You have the, the valleys with the, with the swales running through. And any of you here who are old enough to remember early computer games and uh, Pac-Man, Pac-Man games, this landform has been likened to that. That, that wasn't the, um, the inspiration, I might add. And there you see, just in the, on the right-hand uh, image, some of the water and wetland plants which, which went in uh, last year, protected at the time by the orange netting just to help them on their way and stop the birds from having a jolly good feast, effectively. <clears throat> and there they are establishing happily. Uh, and this is last summer, that shot. Um, some of that landform I've been talking to you about. And some of these, what you see on the... Um, sort of mid-ground on the left is uh, very large-scale terraced seating, uh, which is built into the landform. And there are five or six sites of this type in the North Park. Um, clearly for games, it provides the ideal position to sit and look at large screens, which will be sat both on, on spectator lawn areas and indeed on the river itself. They'll have television screens. But post-games, um, these will have function for program events, theatre, outdoor teaching opportunities with the local schools and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and there's some maintenance, some much needed maintenance going on last year just to make sure it's in top condition for, for this year. Um, this one always makes Andrew and I smile because um, of course that's Velodrome which is a fantastic piece of architecture, the Pringle as it's colloquially known, um, but it is a beautiful building. Um, and at the time, we were working very closely with Hopkins Architects. I don't know anyone from Hopkins is here tonight. But, um, and they got very spooked, actually, about our landform and our whole landscape approach. And they said, you, you know, we're not going to see this building. You're going to hide it in, in the landform. And we said, basically, trust us. You know, we're landscape architects. We, can, we, we know what we're doing with levels. And, um, of course, that's the, that's the eventual uh, outcome of, of, that, of that exercise. And um, Hopkins used this image consistently for all their uh, imagery when they're, when they're publicizing the, um, the velodrome. So we have quite a laugh with them afterwards about this. But that actually, that, was, that shot was, um, that was last, uh, around about September, just late August actually, of last year. So you can see we were well advanced. There's no point in rushing this year. Uh, we were absolutely on program. Um, we've never been late um, with anything. Uh, we had a good winter, of course, um, uh, to help us through that. Um, this, this year is not great in terms of water, as you might imagine, but uh, pretty much everything's established, so it's all heading in the right direction. And that's a shot just taken um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, 
So you can see how it's beginning to bed in. Um, spectator lawns there in, in the mid-ground. And back to this biodiversity again. Um, North Park, strongly ecological. These are frog ponds, one of four large frog ponds which we've designed into the scheme. This is also designed to flood. Um, um, flash flood occasion, not great, July and August. Um, so, you know, the reens aren't good with what's going on out there at the moment. And in fact, we did have a flood last year, and, and all of this area flooded, uh, and that's fine because we've designed the footpath network to work without this section being operative, should that horrible event take place. Um, but of course, it just naturally fills the frog ponds, and then it, will, it drains back into the river. Um, so it's, it's effectively catering for those flood occasions as best one can. And then, <laughs> um, one of the project managers used to be a golf course greenkeeper. And uh, we were often out on site, and this patination on the grass would change. Every time you'd go out, there'd be a different pattern to look at. Uh, I think it's fairly sober, just straight lines at the moment from, from last time I was out. But there you get an impression of the scale of the herbaceous planting that's going in on some of the landforms. Something which uh, I have to say in, in Holland and in Germany is practiced uh, relatively widely, um, but not on this scale in the UK. This is the first time it's been delivered on this scale. And we work very closely with Sheffield University in, in delivering this particular uh, response in planting terms. Uh, the building in the background there, the long flat white building, is the media centre. Um, just to give you an idea of scale, um, that would easily hold six jumbo jets wingtip to wingtip. So it's a big site, the Olympic Park, a very big site. Um, in equally interesting, it's the only building on the whole site that has its own car park. Everyone else travels by sustainable mode, trains, tubes, foot. The press have a car park. This is the world press, that is. Um, biodiversity again, as I said. Uh, just a quick few shots. A hibernacular, timber saved from site, not taken away. Um, bat boxes under bridges, something like 250 bat boxes we have installed. That, um, what looks quite raw in that shot, is actually one of two sand martin walls that have been constructed. We have kingfisher walls, as I mentioned, and, and we also have a swift hotel. Uh, is all part of the biodiversity delivery. Uh, and those two shots of the, of the swan and, and, and the heron are on the park. They're, they're, not, um, they're not alone from, from a photo library. Mm 